not recycled in a day. Hello and welcome to Rome Was Not Recycled in a Day. Keith and Molly are back for another episode of the podcast that helps you to incorporate recycling more into your daily life. Yes, we are here to discover more ways to recycle and also stay up to date on the ever-changing recycling world. And we'd love to hear from you listeners. And that's why we have this spiffy website with a contact form. So if you're staring at your gigantic pile of number five plastics and it's taking over your house and and you're about ready to buy another house because you're running out of room for you (laughs) your plastics are invading your life then come on over to rome was not recycled in a day.com where you can go to the contact form because you know molly can give you 118 gazillion different suggestions of what you can do with your number five plastics more than likely um Yes, or are you up yes, to 119 gazillion now, Molly? I, I, let's round it on up to 20. Oh, wow. Awesome. Okay. We also have a blog there, and there's only a couple things, but we are working on getting more on the blog. The little tidbits that we can share with you between episodes. But speaking of trying to find interesting uses and just sort of clean up your act, we have a really fun guest with us today. Woo-hoo! We would like to welcome Meredith Moore from the University of Illinois. Meredith is the Sustainability Programs Manager at the Institute for Sustainability, Energy, and the Environment. Meredith, welcome to the show. We're so glad you're here. Hi, Keith. Hi, Molly. Thanks for having me. So glad you're here. And uh, Molly, why don't you sort of uh, set the scene with with Meredith of what uh, what Meredith is is up to and how she can help us clean up our act? Oh, I like that. Clean up our act. Aren't we all just trying to do that a little better every day? Exactly. <laughs> that's that's all we're here for. All we're here for. So you know, it never ceases to amaze us as we we start to change habits and increase awareness of our own. Um, routines and things we do daily, um, how everything is essentially connected. So um, we're so glad to connect with you, Meredith, and um, hopefully start creative new ways to collaborate across the country. So why don't we start off with you telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got here and, and what you're doing. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for having me. Super excited to talk with you both. I grew up outside of Minneapolis, Minnesota, land of 10,000 lakes, but in reality, we have much more, many, many more lakes. And how I got where I am today is I started to notice that we were losing our water. So even as a youngster, I noticed that we were starting to discourage dogs from swimming in lakes. Now I grew up along the water. I was always, we were always outside but Minnesota, there's, there's lakes everywhere. And it started to become a real concern that that was no longer going to be possibly what the future looked like. You don't want to be from the land of 9,995 lakes. No, exactly. We want our 10,000 plus lakes and we want to be able to enjoy them and our future generations to enjoy them. And that was just my my first real exposure to conservation. Now, I did not know that I 
years down the road would be working in a field where I was doing just that, conserving our resources and helping others do the same. So I uh, went to college in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I majored in environmental science, really with a focus on water. I then worked for a couple of years in uh, the Twin Cities, Minnesota, St. Paul, Minneapolis, in, in Minnesota. The, the other Twin Cities. Yeah. The other Twin Cities, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And I, I still didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I worked for the Minnesota Chamber of Commerce, getting connected with businesses to... Um, help them start recycling or organics programs. So we'd apply for grant funding to find the resources to help them become more sustainable, to decrease their environmental footprint. After doing that for a few years, I decided that I wanted to pursue my education further. I ended up going to Auburn University. And War Eagle. War Eagle. Eagle. Uh There you go, Keith. I like to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) And I got my master's degree then in geosciences, so geography and geology, where I looked then at water policy and specifically drought management plans for my thesis. And so I had my exposure to the zero waste side by working in Minnesota and then the water side. And I was like, oh my gosh, there is so much to do to make us more environmentally conscious. It's the waste, it's the water, it's our air, land. There is just so much that sometimes it's difficult to know where to start. And I took this job here at the University of Illinois because I realized being at Auburn, I was like, I love working with students. I love being a student. I love this energy that we get by being at a university and also the impact that we can have. Because I mean, here at the University of Illinois, we have 50,000 students, 10,000 faculty, staff. There's just so many people and those people are not necessarily staying here. It's not like a major city where people move or any other city where people move and then they live there, they work there, they stay there. A university is very transient. People are coming and going constantly. And that is especially important, I find, for sustainability because I want to help people understand how to live sustainably while they're here and what those best practices are so that when they go out and venture into their careers, their lives outside of the University of Illinois, in this case, they know exactly how to live with an environmental conscious perspective. And 50,000 people can generate a lot of waste. A lot of waste. It is incredibly eye-opening. We have a waste transfer station here at the university, which is pretty unique for an institution to really control our own waste. And we give tours and it is just baffling the amount of piles that are generated uh, in just a single day from a couple buildings. It's wild. And then you multiply that by cities and then you have events and athletics and everything else. And it doesn't just end up being one plastic bottle or one straw or a plastic bag. It ends up being much more when you see that one item in a pile. So like once back again to connection, like it's all connected. And you saw that when you looked at water and knew that you loved the learning aspect and being with students and that like, we're all students of environmental consciousness, exactly. right? Like every day, no matter what age day. you are, right? Well, and especially working. I mean, you both are obviously passionate about sustainability and specifically waste management, but it's an evolving industry. We're learning more every day. We can't possibly know it all. And so we're all exactly. learning. We're all students. And and like you said, policies change, contracts change, the earth changes. 
Um, so learning how to keep adapting to it is like, is our whole goal and learning how to talk about it in a way that's not judgmental or condemning, but also just mostly encouraging and offering suggestions. That's what we'd really like to stay on the positive side of all of this. So speaking of positive side, like what is the most hopeful part of your job? Like you're the, the thing that keeps you most excited and passionate about it. I love that you asked that Molly, because the feeling that I got when you both reached out to me was that feeling of hope. It's when people talk about how important sustainability is, it gives me hope that we will take action and make positive changes for the future. Here you both are in Alabama. I'm in central Illinois. We've never met each other. And here we are having an amazing conversation about how important recycling is and waste management is. That's exactly what gives me hope. Uh, one of, Keith, we're part of the hope. <laughs> you I'll are. That's, that. that's <laughs> absolutely. That's absolutely what it is. It's these conversations. It's making these connections that really unite the globe. We're not isolated. We're not, you know, unique in our in our challenges. We all face similar issues, whether we realize it or not. And so, I love making these connections because it really emphasizes how we're all in this together for better or for worse. I say for better because here we are working together to find these solutions and work together to talk about what we've struggled with, but help each other make progress. Uh, But being on, on a university campus like here, I mean, the students, especially the young people, really have this sense of curiosity that I'm not saying it's isolated to young people, but I just find that as there's 50,000 students here, these are the people that I'm most exposed to and curiosity and their desire to find these solutions to these really hard challenges, these unprecedented challenges. It gives me hope. You've got a great uh, environment to work in. You've, you've got, you've got, young minds that you can meld into making them more environmentally conscious and take those things off into the, the, the corners of the globe when they graduate and go somewhere else. So what are some of the things that you are, are doing to help, help make that forward and to help shape the, 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 the college generation as, as they become the future generation to, to make the world a better place. I'm, I know there's a lot of programs that come out of, out of um, your, your initiatives. There's a lot. Yes. Yes. There's never a dull moment. I am never bored. To say <laughs> Give us a um, taste. I'll highlight a few things, but to start, we have on campus here, we have the ICAP, the Illinois Climate Action Plan. And that is our strategic plan to achieve carbon neutrality as soon as possible, but no later than 2050. It's essentially our sustainability plan and approach to addressing these sustainability challenges. So it goes beyond just energy emissions and driving less, turning off lights, things like that. It also pertains to waste. So reducing the amount of waste we generate, increasing our recycling diversion and engagement. So educating everybody on our campus on the importance of sustainability, but also how they can adopt it in their own lifestyles. Within the the ICAP, there's a variety of, of programs. And my job is to really make this giant plan of all of our sustainability goals digestible for anybody and everyone. And within that, I create a series of programs and initiatives to get anybody involved because I try to meet people with where they're at. Everybody is from different places that I try to make 
what I do, all these programs, like I said, accessible wherever they're at on their journey. One uh, program that I get particularly excited about is our plastic reduction challenge. So since the beginning of COVID, we've been a little bit creative in how we um, were able to engage people even when we weren't physically together and we weren't on campus. So that translated into these month-long challenges. And they have been very successful because again, people can do them wherever they are. They can be on campus full-time in their homes. They can be anywhere. This is not just a University of Illinois exclusive program. It's essentially a guide on how to become more conscious of the waste and plastic in particular that we use and throw away. So we've created, me and my team of interns have created a step-by-step point system where people start tracking the items that they throw away. Not recycle, but they throw away. Because even those of us who recycle all the time, and we consider ourselves maybe expert recyclers, there's still straw, there's still that plastic bag that gets thrown away, even if you don't mean to, you might have the greatest intentions, but there's still those one-off situations. So this challenge is designed for people to track their waste and by doing so, they become more conscious of those changes that they can make to become more sustainable and live a less wasteful lifestyle. So things uh, that hopefully they can start planning ahead and in doing so, then create less waste on a day-to-day basis. So this plastic reduction Amazing. challenge is really quite fun. And by the end, it's you're just you realize that you're second. You're always thinking about the things that you're using and then and then throwing away. So it ends up being totally second nature by the end of the month. So is it okay if we put in the show notes a link to what you're doing so that people all over who all over the internet can see yeah. a way to like how do I how do I start my plastic reduction? And if I had a point system in my house, could we have like an award at the end of the month for our family <laughs> that like we'll have a pizza night? Yeah. And that's- um Exactly. Or or we'll have a completely waste-free meal at the end of the month if we can get our score up to 50 or something like that. So is it okay if we share that link? A hundred percent. I would love it. Because again, these things are not unique to here. These actions are not unique to just central Illinois. They're applicable to everybody. So I would love it if you would share it and hopefully get people started on on this track. I want to know what Molly serves at a waste-free meal. That's that's fascinating. The, the, The taste of no waste. The taste. Oh my! I'm right wow! Down. Write that down. That's great. <laughs> write that one down. Um, I was just going to ask Meredith um, any suggestions she would have for those of us who are not in Illinois and who are not on a college campus. Um, yeah. Any any things that you have found to be tried and true ways that we can continue to talk and teach about sustainability. The approach that I take is to be perfectly imperfect at zero waste. We can't possibly change our lives overnight. I mean, maybe we can. Maybe if we're ambitious, we could. But in reality, I would say it's not necessarily the most realistic to just go 100% zero waste without planning, just overnight. But if we can just choose a few actions, if each of us did that, that we hold ourselves accountable to and stick to it, we we don't give ourselves excuses. We just stick to those actions. That will go so far. And that's how I try to live my life. I don't expect perfection all of the time. I have to 
I have to make sure that I'm being realistic with the goals that I set for myself. So for example, I never use a plastic bag. That's one thing that I will carry everything at the store. I'll throw it all in a cart and bring it to my car or whatever, but I will never, ever use a plastic bag. Straws and coffee cups are the same thing. I just, I don't let myself get coffee if I forgot my mug at home. Those are the few things that I- How do you do that? I don't, I don't, I don't let myself, but we all have our, our separate things. So maybe Molly, for you, it's not driving your car as much or walking somewhere instead of driving. I don't know. It's everybody has their few things that they can really stick to and works for them. I think if we all recognize that we're all imperfect, but we can strive to be as waste-free as possible, then I think that goes a long way. Because like we said in the beginning, it can be very daunting and very overwhelming to even know where to begin. Just choosing those couple of things will go, will go a far way. That is so true. I would definitely not be forgetting my coffee cup if I, I wasn't going to let myself get coffee if exactly. I didn't have it. So yeah, there, there's... You got to give yourself those own, yeah. your own little motivations, your own boundaries, your right. own goals. That's so much accountability too. That's awesome. Well, and it's, it's nice if you're talking to your friends, neighbors, whatever about it too, because you can help each other. And I, that's what I yeah. have found is really helpful too, is if I'm out with a friend and we're going to go get coffee and we forgot our mugs, okay, then we're going to stay at the coffee shop instead. It's almost like we can help each other. And, you know, it's not like, okay, now we're not going to the coffee shop anymore. We we're leaving because we forgot our mugs. It's like, okay, no, let's get creative and let's do something else that we can stick to that goal. Um, But like I said, everybody has what they can accomplish. And I think if we can just shoot those couple actions and we can help others do the same, like I said, it'll go a long way. I like that. I like the being imperfect in being perfect. That's Perfectly imperfect. That's great. And and I suspect, Molly, our listeners have some other great ideas of things that they're doing to set their own boundaries of, of what they can do to hold themselves accountable. So yes. I'd love if they'd post that to the comments on the website. So yes. this is good being imperfect, imperfect. That's what we do here in Rome. Meredith, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Keith and Molly. It has really been a pleasure. We will keep doing our best to be imperfectly perfect here in Rome as we reduce, reuse, recycle, but relax, because Rome was not built in a day or recycled in a day. One of those. <laughs> See you next time. All right. <laughs> This has been a production of Moose Crossing Studios.